Welcome back to the Bite Me Nutrition Podcast. My name is Jono from Bite Me Nutrition, where we make food work for you, not against you. Uh, and today I want to talk to you about branched chain amino acids. I apologize in advance for my voice. My um, tonsils have decided to mutiny, uh, but we're working through it. Um, anyway, branched chain amino acids is its one of my favorite things to talk about because it's an extremely common supplement in the gym and fitness and health space. Um, and so by the end of today's podcast, I want to make sure you've got all of the information that you need to make the decision around whether this is a supplement that should be a part of your routine or not. So branched chain amino acids, otherwise known and probably more commonly known as BCAAs, that's probably what you'll see in the supplement store and on the big brightly colored bottle. Um, they are the, the three amino acids and basically I think to understand those, you need to understand what an amino acid is. And an amino acid is a building block of a larger molecule of protein. And I'm sure we've all heard of protein. We may not have heard of amino acids, but we've probably all heard of protein. Um, and so when we're talking about the protein from chicken breast or the protein in tofu or the protein in beans or the protein in your bones or the protein in your hair or your muscles or your skin or your ligament, all of those things are proteins. And all of those proteins are made up of lots and lots and lots of different amino acids. And each different style of protein, whether it be in your hair or the one from your muscle or the one from your skin or the one from a chicken breast, they all have a different kind of formula or profile of amino acids. So although they may contain some of the same amino acids, they might contain them in a different order or in different amounts, and or they might contain some amino acids that the other protein doesn't contain. And all of those different complexities and differences between these different types of protein. So, <clears throat> pardon me, of all the available amino acids um, in our diet, we have things called essential amino acids. And basically, these are nine amino acids that we can't make at all in our body or we can't make enough of. So we have to get them from our diet, hence why they're called essential, right? So, as you can probably imagine, essential amino acids are extra important. And then when it comes to muscle growth and recovery, we've got three amino acids that we're particularly interested in. This is isoleucine, leucine, and valine. These three amino acids appear to be very closely linked with muscle growth. They're important in that process. Um, and they're also known as the branched chain amino acids, the BCAAs. The branched chain literally just refers to their, their chemical structure. So it's not really important, but basically we've kind of seen in more mechanistic data and then in, in other studies as well that, hey, if we want to maximize our muscle growth and recovery, it's probably important that we're getting enough of these BCAAs, right? Um, probably the most important and the most famous if you're a nerd like me, of the amino acids is uh, leucine. Uh, and this is something that you'll, you, you might hear the phrase, uh, the leucine threshold. And basically, this is a threshold that ideally you want to cross at each protein feeding to make sure, or each protein serve to make sure that you're getting the most muscle growth and or recovery out of that serve as you possibly can. Um, and what that means is you want the leucine content of that food or supplement at that time to provide over two to three, so, so, so over two and a half grams of leucine to maximally stimulate muscle growth and recovery, right? So what's very easy to happen, or what, what happens very easily 
English, um, is you look at the mechanistic data and you see like, hey, these branch chain amino acids are really important for muscle growth. Um, without them or without enough of them, it doesn't seem to stimulate really the the chemical signal. It doesn't stimulate the kind of, it's, it's almost a cascade of messenger signaling, DNA, RNA, all of these things that basically signal, hey, grow more muscle, build more muscle cells, lay down more muscle tissue. So absolutely branch chain amino acids are very, very important. Um, but do we need to supplement with them? Um, oh, we're probably not far enough into the podcast for me to do the big reveal. Anyway, it's not a big reveal. No, you don't need to supplement with them at all. There's been, there's been, there's been a lot of studies on this. Um, and as it appears, and I'll explain why later, but basically if you're getting enough dietary protein, from a, a variety of protein sources, adding extra isolated branch chain amino acids as a specific BCAA supplement is not worth it. It doesn't do anything extra. Okay. So what that means for almost everybody interested, interested in muscle growth and recovery, a BCAA supplement is a waste of time. You've got two options. You're either eating enough protein across the day, in which case the BCAA supplement will do nothing and is a waste of your money, or you're not eating enough protein in your day, so the BCAA supplement may help with that, but it's way more effective and a far better idea for you to instead focus on increasing your general protein intake rather than focusing on these isolated amino acids. There are studies out there in humans showing a benefit from BCAA supplementation, but what all of those studies do is they compare supplementing with BCAAs with a group that is supplementing with nothing, okay, or carbohydrate. So they're not supplementing with a protein source, which is not a fair comparison, okay? So what they're saying is if post-training you either take nothing or you take BCAAs, BCAAs improve your recovery and reduce your muscle soreness. Of course they do. That's what protein does post-recovery, post-workout. So if you instead swap that out for a full-spectrum protein supplement, like a whey or a soy or a, a brown rice and pea protein, or you eat a meal that contains, you know, uh, some chicken or some beef or some eggs or some tofu or some yogurt, all of those things also provide enough protein. And every single one of those protein sources I just mentioned, and pretty much every single source of dietary pro protein also contains BCAAs. So that's why if you're eating enough protein across the day, you're also getting enough BCAAs out of that. Adding more BCAAs on top of that doesn't give you any benefits. Okay. So in summary, don't take it, right? There's no benefits. The only studies that have shown a benefit are comparing BCAAs versus water, which is not a very, very <laughs> fair comparison at all. The one area which I am intrigued in <clears throat> and keeping an eye on is related to something called central fatigue. So this is unrelated to muscle growth and recovery, and this is more related to sports performance, particularly in long-form endurance performance. So when we are exercising, we have something called local fatigue and central fatigue. So local fatigue essentially relates to the fact, let's say that you are cycling um, and your quadricep muscle runs out of fuel, 
fatigues, cramps, and stops being able to work. That would be localized fatigue. That fatigue is localized in that muscle. The chemicals, uh, the chemical signaling and the fuels in those muscles have been burnt through. It's fatigued. Central fatigue is referring more to your brain, your nervous system, and basically its ability to make that muscle fire. So you may actually have fuel and things remaining in that muscle, but if there's other things affecting your central fatigue, you may not be able to make that fueled muscle fire. That's obviously really, or potentially really interesting when it comes to performance. Um, and so there is some mechanisms and some uh, research around BCAA's impact on central fatigue, okay, uh, which is obviously, like I said, really beneficial or really, really at least very interesting for those involved in longer form endurance uh, exercise. To massively oversimplify it, <clears throat> basically, serotonin can decrease your performance. I guess it kind of makes sense, right? It's a feel-good, it's a relaxation neurotransmitter. And so the more serotonin you have, um, the more you kind of are not encouraged to continue to put out effort. And so your performance drops off. And so what happens is your BCAAs, your branched chain amino acids can compete, compete for absorption with something called tryptophan. I'm sorry for all the big words, but basically tryptophan is a precursor to serotonin the more tryptophan that is absorbed across your blood brain barrier so basically the more tryptophan that goes into your brain the more serotonin you make the more of this relaxation neurotransmitter you make the more you want to stop performing so if we can increase our bcaa intake at that time we can potentially reduce our tryptophan absorption and therefore have lower serotonin, which should reduce our central fatigue. There's some pretty interesting studies in this area. There's still a bit of a mixed uh, bag. In the studies that have used Medicare, so drugs to reduce uh, tryptophan uptake, we've seen a marked effect and a big improvement in performance. Um, in the studies that have then used BCAA supplementation to reduce tryptophan absorption so essentially trying to do the same thing that the medication has done successfully with the bcaas we've had mixed results there's studies that have shown a benefit and studies that haven't shown a benefit so to be honest i think i'm like i said i'm pretty interested in this area i think there is some benefit there so i used to be very anti bcaas no one should take them they're a giant waste of money but i do think now there's um some some interesting stuff out there for longer endurance styles of training or sport um, and so if that is you i would chat to a sports dietitian um, about using potentially bringing bcaas into your training and, and then they can go through the dosage and the timing and all of that that will work specifically for you but if you are a regular gym goer who's just looking to get healthier gain a bit of muscle lose a bit of body fat or if you are a hardcore bodybuilder crossfitter powerlifter a strongman, a hardcore resistance training power, strength and power athlete, please leave the BCAAs on the shelf. And if you really want to spend that money elsewhere, buy some more coffee, buy some more activewear, or just like, just send it to me. That works as well. You know, this, this podcast isn't free. Um, maybe you could sponsor the podcast instead of sponsoring big BCAA. Um, but if you don't want to do that, that's also fine. So, um, 
instead you could leave a review or a rating or you could throw this podcast up in your Instagram stories and tag me and tell everyone how amazing it was. Look, I'll take I'll take any of that. That all sounds amazing. So um, thanks so much for listening. Hopefully you learned a little bit. Make sure you check out the show notes for the references and a bit more information um, and I'll catch you next time.